Hello, and a very, very warm welcome to this Friday's episode of The Change and Evolve Letter. Psychological warfare. Don't fall for it and take your power back. I've spoken quite a bit about the strange times we are now experiencing and what it is doing to people. And I believe there are several factors that are adding up and the manipulation and gaslighting appear to be almost unstoppable. Masks are showing up more and more again, and despite the beautiful weather we have been or had been experiencing here in Germany, a truly golden autumn, COVID-19 still has a psychological effect on many people. And what shocks me most is how little people actually know what is happening right in front of their eyes. Terrorism is a psychological warfare. Terrorists try to manipulate us and change our behavior by creating fear, uncertainty, and a vision of society. Patrick J. Kennedy. One of the factors are the new variants. Admittedly, I have not watched television in years. I have absolutely no intention of turning it back on and can only recommend that everyone do the same for sanity and well-being. So I'm not quite sure how the mainstream media are trying to scare people into getting the next jab. But I do talk to people. And a lot of them obviously cannot get enough. Well, thankfully, there are also many that do have enough and are slowly waking up. I spoke to my GP and asked if his patients were asking for the next booster. And unfortunately, the reply was, yes, a lot of them are asking for it. And some of them are coming in for jab number six. This is something I find utterly flabbergasting, especially with all the information that is out there and with all we know now. But too many are obviously still keeping their eyes, their ears and mouths tightly shut. Then, of course, there is the alphabet cult. This is shorter than trying to keep up with all the letters they abuse for their so-called inclusion. Quite frankly, and I think I've said it many times, I really don't care about the sexuality of people as much as I don't care about the way they dress. And if a man prefers to dress like a woman, who am I to judge? So be it. But if you start indoctrinating, confusing, confusing and more so sexualizing children, I go absolutely berserk. And when you look at the first video I share here with you, it shows you how far this has already gone, and not only in the UK. So if you have young children, please, please make sure you protect them with all you have. Then, of course, we have the, the climate hoax. And this is a big one, with which they can call for any restriction restrictions and measures to, well, of course, protect the climate at any time. The world, at the World Economic Forum, well, self-declared saviors of our world, 
they are openly saying that vaccination of the complete world population failed. The climate crisis wasn't quite as catchy as they hoped, but an issue with the water, well, that should do the trick. So I wonder what they plan to do with our water to ensure complete compliance and obedience. The perversion of these people knows no limits whatsoever, which you will see when you watch the, the video of the World Economic Forum. Then there are the C40 cities. This is something a little less known than the 15-minute or smart cities. And to be honest, until very recently, I did not know anything about the concept of the C40 cities and how long this has been going on. A hundred cities have formed a coalition called the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. And the, C the C40 has set a very has set a very ambitious target to achieve the World Economic Forum's goals by 2030. To achieve the target, the C40 cities have committed that their residents will adhere to the following list of binding rules. Zero kilogram meat consumption, zero kilogram dairy, dairy products, three new items of clothing per person per year, three private vehicles owned, one short-haul flight less than 1,500 kilometers every three years per person. The dystopian goals from C40 cities can be found in their report, which I've linked here as well, the future of urban consumption in a 1.5 degrees world. The report was first published in 2019 and reiterated in 2023. The organization is led and largely funded by the US billionaire Michael Bloomberg. And the organization includes nearly 100 cities from around the world. And here's just a small part, small part of the frighteningly long list, including European cities, like Aarhus, Denmark, Alençon, France, Amsterdam, the Netherlands, Barcelona, Spain, Belfast, United Kingdom, Bergen, Norway, Berlin, Germany, Brasov, Romania, Budapest, Hungary, London, United Kingdom, Florence, Italy, Frankfurt, Germany, Geneva, Switzerland, Hamburg, Germany, Helsingborg, Sweden, Helsinki, Finland, Itra, Belgium, Krakow, Poland, Lausanne, Switzerland, Lisbon, Portugal, Ljubljana, Slovenia, Lodz, Poland, Madrid, Spain, Milan, Italy, Munich, Germany, Oslo, Norway, Paris, France, Prague, Czech Republic, Reykjavik, Iceland, Riga, Latvia, Ruse, Bulgaria, Stockholm, Sweden, Vienna, Austria, Warsaw, Poland, Zurich, Switzerland. And these are just a few of the cities. In 2020, the World Economic Forum, which promotes C40 cities on its website, presented the Great Reset, which aims to use the COVID pandemic 
as a starting point for a global reset of society to supposedly combat climate change, sure. However, we must realize, and I think a lot have already realized that this reset is every, has everything to do with social control and absolutely nothing with saving the climate. If finance capital really cared about the environment, they wouldn't be chartering private jets or owning huge energy-consuming mansions. But, of course, different rules for different people. Hedge funds and private billionaires are currently buying up homes and farmland all over the world. Like I say, restrictions are only for others. And Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum has stated repeatedly, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Then there are the 15-minute cities. And the term refers to a community where residents can reach everyday essentials like work, school, shops, by walking, biking, or taking public transportation in 15 minutes or less. And according to the globalists promoting the concept, 15-minute cities are necessary to find, fight climate change and support public health. Would you believe it? How can it be healthy to be locked up? The 15-minute city concept is the brainchild of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, and it is becoming gruesome reality in the United States with the city of Cleveland, Ohio, signing up for the scheme and vowing to implement Klaus Schwab's vision. Just think, of, just think about it for a minute, or 15 minutes. With a 15-minute city concept, the elite are constructing open-air prisons, I prefer to call them concentration camps, in which residents will be walled in, figuratively and literally. These will be nothing but the forced lockdowns of the future. The fundamental sense of freedom is freedom from chains, from imprisonment, from enslavement by others. The rest is extension of this sense or else metaphor. Isaiah Berlin. When you look at the story of Oxford, England, which is also moving towards complying with the WEF agenda and becoming a 15-minute city, so what are the elite really planning when it comes to these new city designs? It's quite simple, actually, and a city official in Oxford, England, let the cat out of the bag when he declared that climate lockdowns have arrived and are here to stay, whether people like it or not. As Oxford announced, residents must apply for permission from the government to move around the city. Residents of Oxfordshire will now need a special permit to go from one zone of the city to another. That sounds dystopian, but it's becoming an absolute reality. And even residents who are granted a permit will only be allowed to travel from one zone to another at a maximum of 100 days per year. Oxfordshire City a County Council in March 2023 
approved plans to lock residents into one of six zones to save their planet from global warming. The latest stage of the 15-minute city agenda is to place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighborhoods. Under the new scheme, if residents want to leave their zone, they will need permission from the council, which gets to decide who is worthy of freedom and who isn't. Under the new scheme, residents will be allowed to leave their zone a maximum of 100 days per year. But in order to even gain this, every resident will have to register their car details with the council, who will then track their movements via smart cameras around the city. Well, isn't that the definition of totalitarianism and fascism? And if we accept the concept of climate lockdowns, we will be screwed. Just watch this little video, or the, and the other one on Rumble. So I've got two videos here again, which I think you really should look at. And then there's supervised thinking. I've written about that recently, and if you missed it, you can read it. There's a link here where you can read it, or the link to my podcast if you prefer to listen. Desocializing people. I don't think much needs to be said to this account. I believe it started long before the COVID pandemic. But the division of people, the hatred of each other, and downright fear of each other were actually perfected here. All other measures only serve to make the desocialization the norm. Words like social distancing alone are an atrocity against humanity. But terms like these have become part of everyday life. Fear of whatever still has a tight grip on many, and the constant propaganda in the mainstream media would have even made Goebbels proud. It has become almost impossible to avoid this propaganda. <laughs> Some actually still have the audacity to call it news, and the constant attempt of gaslighting and brainwashing. No matter where you go, what media you open, or whom you talk to, eventually there are only the dominant topics of fear-mongering. It seems as though the world is evolving around all these hideous topics and nothing else counts anymore. And even many intelligent and sophisticated people who have questioned the measures during COVID-19, who were convinced that this whole issue had completely been blown out of proportion, gave up and gave in to the psychological warfare. That is why they need to keep coming up with new scare tactics to keep people busy and with these ensure that they just don't fall out of line. A friend of mine feels sad and even depressed because if she dares say anything that is not in accordance with the approved narrative, she's mocked, ridiculed, or put in the same corner with extreme right-wingers, which has happened to me as well. You know, people, people tell me to calm down and stop being upset about things that I cannot change anyway. But I am upset, simply because what is happening in the world upsets me. 
sue me. We are under constant psychological torture and it's taking its toll on, on everyone in one way or another. Some advocate the measures imposed on us without questioning anything. The main argument being that they cannot change, them any, change it anyway. And some are seriously terrified of the virus, climate change, or whatever is presented to them currently, while others are just followers out of complacency. We are undoubtedly and have been for the past years in the middle of World War III. And I've written about that as well, and you can find the link here as well. No nation could preserve its freedom in the midst of continual warfare. James Madison. Then there are those like myself who are desperately trying to make sense of everything and understand why we lock down countries, even continents, while we forcefully inca incapacitated older people and why we accepted numbers and measures without questioning their meaning and usefulness. Why did we allow our civil rights to be gradually taken, taken away from us? I know the arguments of those who said wearing masks was a small price to pay for saving lives and I am I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of people trying to give me a bad conscience for not following everything like a lemming without questioning it. I'm a human being and it drives me to desperation that politics apparently willingly accept the, the many collateral damages that we have had in the past years and there is more to come. Hardly anyone speaks about the trauma people, and especially children, suffered. The abuse, the people who died because they were no longer treated or because they did not dare to be treated. Hardly anyone talks about the people who took their own lives out of desperation, about the many who lost their existence. We do not speak of the many families that were destroyed because they could not handle the pressure. We do not speak about the many whose lives were destroyed by the injections that were proclaimed safe and effective. What kind of world is this in which neighbours denounce one another? Where you are shouted at if you don't comply. Where politicians that oppose the current regime are attacked in public and need to constantly fear for their lives and that of their families. And the media downplays this. The joy of life is being driven out of people, and they are made docile. People are stirred up against each other, and it works. Fear is used to try to break all resistance. Perhaps one person cannot do much, but I do believe we still have the capacity to use our common sense and our voices to question what is happening around us and to not be a docile lemming that simply gives up and gives in. There is no life to be found in violence. Every act of violence brings us closer to death. Whether it's the mundane violence we do to our bodies by overeating toxic food or drink, or the extreme violence of child abuse, domestic warfare, life-threatening poverty, addiction, or state terrorism. Bell hooks. My song of the week, well, I thought this oldie by stretch, why did you do it, 
is a great fit for today's letters, so enjoy it. And of course, it has been added to this, the constantly growing Spotify playlist, which you can find here. It's just one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to some really good music. And my poem of the day is by the wonderful John O'Donoghue, who lived from, 15, from 1956 to 2008. This is the time to be slow. This is the time to be slow. Lie low to the wall until the bitter weather passes. Try as best you can not to let the wire brush of doubt scrape from your heart all sense of yourself and your hesitant light. If you remain generous, time will come good and you will find your feet again on fresh pastures of promise where the air will be kind and blushed with beginning. And as an impression, I want to share with you this stunningly beautiful birthday gift my daughter made for me and I'm using it every day and absolutely loving it. So how are you dealing with the psychological warfare? Do you live in a C40 city? Just let me know your thoughts in the comments or send me a message. You know I do love hearing from you. And I do wish you a wonderful weekend. Yours. Tanya.